Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Boy, yesterday sure did suck, didn't it? There was a lot of worsts yesterday. But what was worst yesterday? Because, again, we had a mountain of worsts. In fact, it was Mount Worst in the NFL. Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. I- From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hold on, take a moment, let it settle in over you, turn around, check out the view, we're above the tree line as we climb Mount Worst, because sweet Jesus, yesterday was a hellhole of my NFL life, that was awful, oof, Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel here on a Monday as we continue to climb the peak of Mount Worst. On ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN <laughs> app, and on your smart speaker. All you have to say is, hey, Alexa, hey, Siri, hey, Google Play, ESPN 106.3. Indeed, be demanding because it's a robot, okay? Uh, we're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Uh, Phillips Point Towers right off of the overcast intracoastal. Oh, man, I'm having a hard time fully, fully wrapping my mind around how much bad there was in the NFL yesterday. I mean, there were some epically bad things that took place. Uh, I have a feeling that there's still one game left, and by tonight we will have uh, properly traversed and made the peak and planted our flag of Mount Worst. I don't know what traverse means. Traverse, it means to travel along. It means to to take a quest around, through, over, successfully navigate. So there are easier words to use. You just decided to say traversed. I'm a professional talker, Co-Count. All right. Really, Mount Worst? <laughs> Mount Worst, not some of my finest work. I probably should have uh, workshopped that before or we started. Or not tripled down on it, but whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the Dolphins are are, are bad. Mount and Worst. I, I, but I don't know if they're like bad, bad, or if they were just week two bad, if they're just we don't match up with the Bills bad. I don't know. I, I don't know. But they're in the conversation for the worst part of NFL Sunday. But fortunately, they're not because you don't have to leave – their division, the AFC East, to find what was the worst of yesterday. I direct you to MetLife Stadium, to a rookie quarterback that was getting booed by his own fans in his home debut, that being the blonde bomber himself, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson yesterday, at one point, had four completions and four interceptions. Here's the final line for Zach Wilson yesterday. That's how you look at it, Ken. I look at that as eight completions. (laughs) My dad, my dad texted me, Greg, uh, from suburban Chicago, and uh, and he said, "Hey, that's a well-rounded effort." 
you know what? He's not wrong. Four completions, four interceptions. You balance it out. And he's being helpful to uh, to his opponent, which is a very kind gesture, exactly. if I may say so myself. Ray's right to bring him young, those Mormons. So uh, the Jets lose to the Patriots, and Zach Wilson finishes 19 of 33 for 210 yards and four, count them, four interceptions. A QBR of 8.8 and a quarterback rating of 37. That was your home debut for Zach Wilson. He was the worst of NFL Sunday. The worst NFL Sunday belonged to Zach Wilson, your number two overall pick from BYU. You say 19 of 33. I say he completed those passes 23 of 33, which brings him to a 70% completion percentage. <laughs> uh-huh. Very efficient job. I, I mean, I Mac suppose, Jones too. I suppose literally you're correct. He did complete He did complete 23 passes if you count the ones that landed in the Patriots' arms. 70% completion percentage. That's what you want. You want to... Accuracy out of your quarterback. The ball doesn't touch the ground with him. Zach Wilson was dreadful. horrendous. He was dreadful. The good thing is, his mom, once she reads the New York Post this morning, is going to be a must-follow on Instagram. Oh, I might have to refollow her. Because think about it. If she's in Utah, she might just be waking up from a night out. So there's a good chance that she hasn't even seen what Zach Wilson did yesterday. She's taking her crap bleep makeup off like <laughs> yeah. she talks about, uh-huh, and right. then uh, she's going to get ready to read it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, follow her on Instagram. Uh, hit her up on IG. I'm sure that's fun. Zach Wilson, the worst of yesterday. For you, the worst NFL son- Sunday belonged to blank. The worst NFL Sunday belonged to blank. 888-760-3776. 888 888- 760-3776. You can always tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. It is open for business. But for me, Zach Wilson earns the title of the worst on NFL Sunday. Because again, at one point, four completions and four interceptions. That is really hard to do with a stat line. Uh, but there are so many candidates for this. Because the Dolphins offensive line, specifically left tackle Austin Jackson, who I would suffice to say maybe never should play left tackle again in the NFL. He's up there. I mean, that collection of five guys in a Dolphins uniform trying to protect whatever quarterback it's going to be, and Tua has busted up ribs. Looks like it's good news they're not broken. Jacoby Brissett, if he plays quarterback next week, starts for the Dolphins. I would think he might have broken ribs just the way things are going. The Dolphins acting like they've never seen corner blitzes before and pressure coming from the edge. I mean, they were they were atrocious. That's the worst NFL offensive line performance I think I have ever seen. What the Dolphins trotted out there yesterday. That's up there for a discussion of the worst on NFL Sunday. And we'll get to it in our Dolphins deep dive. But if I'm Chris Greer the Dolphins general manager, I'm humiliated today. Because over the last three years, you've spent seven, seven draft picks to get that offensive line right. And you have that. I mean, that's unacceptable. And you've made up no ground. In fact, you probably have lost ground on the Bills. The 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 distance between the Bills and the rest of the division is Mariana's Trench. I mean, we're talking Grand Canyon. The Bills lost to a division opponent last week. Okay. No, no, they didn't. 
They lost to the Steelers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Sorry, for some reason in my head, the Patri- they just swapped teams because the Patriots beat the Jets. My bad, Ken. Either way, they lost to the Steelers last week. And the Steelers that's did the not worst look good my, yesterday. That's the worst of the NFL moment, me saying that. Yeah, that, that was your worst of NFL Monday. But your your worst of NFL Sunday is blank. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Zach Wilson, I don't know how anybody can top that. I mean, right now, he is amongst the mountain goats that can live in the desolate treeless area near the top of Mount Worst. Mount Worst with all of that weather that blows through, uh, all of the atmospheric conditions, the bodies of those who had climbed its treacherous trails beforehand. Zach Wilson right now is formally planted up there until next weekend. He just stepped on an old skeleton of Mark Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, Mark, Mark Sanchez's football remains are there right at the snow line of Mount Worst. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The worst NFL Sunday belonged to whom? Let's go to the phones and let's go to Kelly in Palm Beach Gardens. Kelly, what's up, brother? Hey, fellas, how y'all doing today? Good, man, good. What's going on? I, I have to say the, Dol- the entirety of the Dolphins' offense was the worst. Yeah. I mean, at some point in that game, you had, you had three, three turnovers, including a drop, you had a drop touchdown, then a drop first down, then a fumble, mm-hmm. two more fumbles. You had receivers dropping it. You couldn't get it on fourth down, turnover on downs. The offense was just the worst of the worst yesterday. It was the apex of frustration, and appreciate the call, Kelly. Let's talk about the Dolphins' offense for a moment because it wasn't like this was the Packers from last week getting absolutely dumped on by the Saints, where the Packers did absolutely nothing well. They didn't threaten. They didn't compete. After Tua got hurt and Jacoby Brissett came in, the Dolphins were able to sustain drives. They had plenty of opportunities to either A, get back into the game, or maybe even take the lead in the first half from the Bills. Because then the Dolphins' defense cinched up after the Devin Singletary, American Heritage, Del Rey touchdown run, uh, and then the Bills went up 14-0. But the, the dropped passes, Albert Wilson was bad yesterday. Aww. Albert are, are we Wilson, allowed to talk about locals like yes, that? Yes, we are. Because St. Lucie's that own? was completely unacceptable. And I think he would agree. He had three drops yesterday that were inexcusable. And he looked like a guy who hadn't played competitive football in a year after taking last season off. Uh, you also had Jalen Waddell, who is, I don't know yet. Like, I don't know. He's fast. I know that. But what, what, what is he? He's dropping passes. Uh, you have Mike Jasicki, who finally showed up yesterday at his first catch of the season, but you haven't found ways to, to, to get him involved. The Dolphins had stretches of competence on offense, but then I think what was more maddening than not showing up altogether is that when it came the moment of truth, the time to put points on the board or time to convert a fourth down, they just failed miserably. And then you're running stupid things on fourth down, like runs to the edge with an offensive line that clearly didn't have a chance against what the Bills were putting out there. It was bad execution from the players on the field. It was bad play calling. It was bad coaching. And it was increasingly poor uh, preparation. And that's what was more frustrating. If the Dolphins laid down and died, I'd be less frustrated than I am with what they did yesterday, which was tease getting back in the game against the Bills and competing. And then 
they end up stepping on a landmine, and that's it. And then in the second half, they had their soul taken from them. The Dolphins, the entire Dolphins offense is off the board, along with Zach Wilson. The worst NFL Sunday belonged to blank. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Mine didn't come from a football player. Okay. Mine came from a radio announcer. Let's go to the Minnesota Vikings radio network and the legendary Paul Allen. This was in Arizona, and this was Vikings kicker, former Florida Atlantic kicker, Greg Joseph, as he lined up to win the game for the Vikings in the desert. High snap, put down, Joseph, come on! It is good! No, he missed it! Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh, my heavens. Oh, oh my. This, he missed it right. (laughs) Just a reminder for all you aspiring broadcasters, and I'm not one to critique Paul Uh, Allen because Paul Allen's been doing it for a long time. Paul Allen's an institution in the Twin Cities. Paul Allen is who I would strive to be. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh, my heavens. Oh, oh my. This, he missed it right. It is easy to get caught up in the moment. It's easy to lose yourself a bit. And when you're at the vantage point with a field goal where you're up and you're on the sideline calling a game and the kick is perpendicular to you, it's hard to tell sometimes where the ball is actually gone and you need to wait for the officials. Or this happens with what you heard yesterday from Paul Allen on the Minnesota Vikings radio network. High snap, put down. Joseph, come on! It is good! No, he missed it! Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh, my heavens. Oh, oh my. (laughs) He missed it right. So add Minnesota Vikings radio voice Paul Allen to our list. We have the Dolphins offense. We have Zach Wilson, and we have Paul Allen, all nominees for the worst of NFL Sunday. We might as well just throw the Saints on there, too. Oh, Jameis. I told you Jameis wasn't good. No, you did not say that. You agreed with me every time I said he was good throughout the preseason and last week. I'm telling you, don't root for Jameis. It's a fluke. It's not. He's never going to be able to sustain it. Uh, That was miserable. I thought Jameis, and I said this last week, I think. We need to check the tape, but I think I said... Comeback player of the year. Yeah. I think I said potential MVP candidate. And what did Jameis do yesterday? 11 of 22, two interceptions, averaged five yards of completion, and he had a QBR of 21.4. Oh, Four Dave, interception oh. guy, Zach Wilson, had a QBR of 8.8. So at least Jameis is on, that, ta- on top of him. Can we just leave Zach Wilson alone? He's a rookie. It's growth. It's development. How about Robert Sala, by the way? Enough of this guy. Fire him, too. Get rid of him. Get <laughs> oh, what, what is it. his seat feeling like? Oh, oh the Tukas is going to be getting warm soon. <laughs> he keeps saying things like, oh, I would just wish the quarterback wouldn't risk it at all. Play it safe sometimes. How about you call plays that let him play it safe? Maybe don't have him throw the ball 33 times, dopey. Yep, yep, yep. 30, like that's on you. you four, four interceptions, and you let your guy throw 33 times, and you lose a division. And your game run game was actually working for the first time in five years. 
I don't know who any of those running backs are. Carter, Johnson. <laughs> but they, it was working. But it was working. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to social media at ESPN West. Paul, <gasps> Blank had the worst day yesterday. The worst NFL Sunday belonged to John Lawrence tweets, Greg Joseph, former FAU kicker. And this is full disclosure. I want to say this because I, I think I need to, and I don't want anybody in Boca Raton thinking that I'm trashing uh, Greg Joseph. I'm very close to Greg Joseph. I'm friends with Greg Joseph. He is former FAU kicker. He is former American Heritage Del Rey kicker. Uh, but uh, John says, Greg Joseph was rooting for him to stick in Minnesota. Hopefully he improves and weathers yesterday's issues. He also missed an extra point. There were definitely some good kicks, but losing the game is what weighs heaviest. Just ask Paul Allen. I was going to say, the radio call may take some of that outside noise away from him or draw more interest to it now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, More people probably know about that kick because of yeah. that radio call. That's a tough one. Way uh, to go, Paul Allen, uh, whoever you are. No, no, he is a legend. Do not disparage him. It's in our best interest Legendarily not to go bad. If you remember, um, oh. I don't know if you recall this, uh, back during the first we were hearing that there was a schism between Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> what, what year am I living in? What decade am I living in? Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Paul Allen was the one who on draft day initially reported it up on his radio show in Minnesota. Think about that, too. He does a radio show on KFAN in Minnesota. So he, after that call, is hosting a show today. I hope, I hope, I hope. He called out. Every, no, no, no. Everything I know about Paul Allen, at least secondhand, suggests to me that he is going to make fun of himself today. I hope so. Because after that, you can't. You can't take yourself so seriously. We would have been ripping on you if this was you. If FAU was in the national championship, like it will be in four years. Yes, absolutely. I'm in. We would, have ri- we would rip you here. Yeah, for sure. I'd be the first in line to rip myself. I did the same thing Friday at, at Martin County in our high school coverage. Similar. In South Florida. Yeah, it's a similar scope of a football yeah. game. He had like five million list people listening. I had five people listening. It was <laughs> like the same idea. But it is hard to tell. I couldn't tell. Uh, Paxton Boyd tweets, Zach Wilson had the worst NFL Sunday. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, Paxton and I are definitely on the same page there. Ed Killer tweets, the Dolphins were the worst of NFL Sunday, just as a whole, collectively, the Dolphins. They're certainly in that stratosphere. They're in the neighborhood. Uh, Smitty tweets, Tua, Colin Manasuski says, Tua had the worst NFL Sunday. That's, uh, I mean, I would hope that that's for the rib issue and the lack of protection. Yeah, tough it off. He didn't get a... enough time. And the, the one good throw he did make yesterday in the face of pressure, Austin Jackson, the aforementioned left tackle, decided he was going to run up the field 15 yards and start throwing blocks. Are you worried about Mr. Glass at all? I mean, he's hurt Let's all get the time. into it. Let's get into it in the Dolphins deep dive in like 10 minutes because I did have some some thoughts. I did... I did cycle some things through my head on my drive up here in my Kia K5 GT from Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. By the way, if you're going to get an automobile, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is where you should do it. Military Trail, West Palm Beach, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Shane Marinelli tweets that Austin Jackson and Jesse Davis, your starting left and right tackles for the Dolphins, had the worst NFL Sunday. I'm really not going to argue with you there. I'm still going to say Zach Wilson, but yeah, they were bad. Tyler Cantrell, Saints. Horrible COVID-filled week ended as badly as expected. I totally forgot about that with the coaches and a couple of the players going down with COVID yeah, this James week. James had no offensive coaches except for his head coach. Yeah, and it showed. That's what I'm blaming. I'm, I'm trying to save James. Now. There was one interception James threw where he it, just chucked it. It was just a bleep it. Go make a play, and I'm going to pray while we're at it. He's like, Mike Thomas, you down there? Someone? Yeah. Hello? Hello? And then it got intercepted. Um, uh, Mr. Frugal tweets the Seahawks had the worst day. 
That's not a good loss at home to Tennessee. And they should have put that away. Yeah. And Russell Wilson, I think, may have committed a safety, and they got lucky there. No, I think, I think it's forward motion in that spot. That gets called that way every time. Really? I, I thought that so. was more of a home call, give Russ the benefit of the doubt. That certainly looked like uh, a, a safety sacked in the end zone before he threw it away. Should have been the end of the game there, but then the Titans did win. Officials do call things differently depending on the quarterback, so it could have been that. But yeah. That's one of the more, more frustrating things. The officials had some of the worst days. First of all, the taunting calls. They gotta go. That enough is of that. Enough of that garbage. You know what? That's good too. We're gonna put it at least on our list. It still doesn't supersede Zach Wilson, mm. but the worst NFL Sunday belonged to John Mara, the president of the New York Giants, because he's the one who was sick of the trash talking, saying, We all are tired of seeing that. Talking about the ownership in the NFL, but trying to include the fans in that. No, 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 no. I love the trash talking in the NFL. You know what I love, too, when someone makes a good play? Being able to acknowledge it without getting a 15-yard penalty called against them. Yesterday, these taunting penalties that we saw throughout the NFL for basic things, staring down a receiver after you break up a pass or standing over someone after you make a big hit, that's got to go. That's got to be thrown in the dumpster now. That's going to be chucked off of one of the cliffs of Mount Worst one of those, and don't, killed forever. Don't wait to the end of the year. It's not giving any team a competitive advantage. Just get rid of it. No. Just tell the players, hey, try to taunt less. It sort of feels like, and I hope, and I'm crossing my fingers on this, it sort of feels like it's one of those rule changes that gets called heavy initially and then officials realize this is stupid and it's impediment to the game and then they stop calling it as you go on through the year. Someone got one for spinning the ball after a first down. I mean, come on. That was massively annoying, but it might not be the most annoying thing that happened yesterday because I saw this thing again. I saw it during two commercial breaks last Sunday, and I saw it again two more times this Sunday, and every time I hear it, I want to throw myself into my dryer and turn it on full spin cycle. I want to make sure that, again, because... I'm upfront with everyone. I want to be transparent. If this is if this is a company that eventually wants to work alongside me, I say, "Hey, let's be partners. I'll talk about you." Or if they want to work with ESPN West Palm, I'll say, "Hey, welcome to the family." But until then, give me those baby back ribs. I don't I do not give a damn about your neighborhood bar and grill. This is restaurant that shall remain unnamed. Yeah, we don't want well, we won't tell anyone ever we don't want anyone to figure out who this is. No, 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 no. But I can tell you what, right now they can buzz off because I am tired of this commercial. Yeah, how do you like those apples? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got to Bourbon Street stay with the Oreo shake. Get some whipped cream on the top, too. Two straws, one check, girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty. Ah! That commercial can flat out burn in hell. Oh, I hate that commercial more than any other marketing campaign of any other business that has ever existed. I hate it because it contains all the things that I loathe. Country music white people dancing, and TikTok. All of those things I despise with the fire of a thousand suns. 
That commercial can go away forever. And if that's going to become a staple of the NFL season, count me out, damn it. But just don't make sure. We can't let anyone know who that is. No, 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 no. We're, we're going to be professional, and we're going we're gonna to keep that, that, that business unnamed. Uh, and, again, if you ever wanted to work with ESPN West Palm, just call our general manager, Stephanie Prince, okay? What was the worst of NFL Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sports. Saw Dr. Jim Reardon last week. And uh, that, 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 that program is rolling. Uh, this is a program that for 22 years has been finding the sports executives of tomorrow, finding the sports uh, front office members of tomorrow, finding the on-field personnel of tomorrow, the local sports influencers of tomorrow. I could go on and on and on. Want to know why? Because the, the, the professors in the FAU MBA sport management program are in the sports industry. They are teaching things that they know firsthand and current. This curriculum isn't from the 90s. This curriculum is 2021 and beyond. NFTs, yeah, they're going to talk about them. Cryptocurrency, yep, going to talk about them. What it takes to become an agent or get into sports law, yeah, you're going to broach that. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program Spring Semester Courses. You can sign up for them now online or on campus in the beautiful Schmidt Center in Boca. That's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. What exactly is the source of your Dolphins anger? Where are you directing your Dolphins anger at most? We take our Dolphins deep dive next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 1063. No! No! Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Lavica Live. Here's Ken Lavica and Chris Coquel. Waiting for the exhale. What's that sound? That's my head being jammed into the microphone. My skull making contact over and over and over after what I saw yesterday from Brian Flores' team. We'll get to the Dolphins deep dive in just a moment. little peek behind the scenes. I don't know why I did this because I easily just could have used my hand for that sound effect on my microphone. <laughs> hey, you really should. Sure I, I was legitimately, literally using my head to hit the microphone. Now I'm afraid I'm going to have microphone indents on my head for the rest of the day. You hit your head hard, too. There's a red mark. Yeah, I mean, right in the middle, right? Because right, yeah. I used that. I, I could have used like the side of my head, too. I hope it swells up because it's the perfect spot for a horn. <laughs> oh, man. How'd you get hurt? Uh, uh, I was just trying to make stupid, terrible radio sound effects. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Ready, Ken? I'm going to bang my head into it. Okay. Nope, you're, that was your hand. Could same have, sound. Yeah, the same effect. We are doing some bad radio. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. If you want more of that bad radio, the podcast, it's free and it is. Available wherever you get your podcast. Why? Because we said so. It's a free country. Oh. I don't know what that even means. Red, white, and blue. That's right. Um, You're not an American patriot if you don't download this podcast. That's true. There is nothing that screams God bless America quite like subscribing to the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast. Do you love America? Download it now. Uh Uh-huh. 
Yeah, you can listen to it right after you say the Pledge of Allegiance in the comfort of your own home every morning, which every I know morning. all of you are doing. That's right. Get, Get out, out of the alive. car for the anthem. Stand up no matter where you are. Do you know people, and I guess I guess, I want to take calls on this too. Do you know oh, people boy. that had a watch party, at a watch party for football will stand and address the national anthem? Do you people know those people? Because I'm curious who those people are. I don't do that personally. Um, but I do know that some told me, tried to tell me they do that when we went through the whole kneeling thing a couple of years ago. Do do any of you actually stand at your home for the national anthem during the NFL season? Say last night, Sunday night football, as we're waiting for the Ravens and the Chiefs to kick off. Did you stand for the national anthem in your home? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also, do any of you know anybody who call the penalty flags yellow laundry oh there's laundry i need to speak i need to speak with you people as well we gather as a family i call the kids in i'm like (laughs) connor dylan stacy it's anthem time hats off we hold hands and we do the anthem (laughs) you hold hands yeah but that's we're united as one (laughs) united we stand together we fall kenny (laughs) all right <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm trying. I've got that vision in my head of you and your family holding hands in the living room, and my wife punching me in the face, well, belting out the national anthem. Um, all someone right. did it at a, at a restaurant, and it wasn't the one we were just playing. But th- someone was standing next to me during the anthem, and I was very proud of them. No, that's fine if you want to do it. I was judging them harshly. Yeah, I was but lying. I I also wonder too if the people who are doing it now did it before we had the whole. No, they didn't. My brother tells me all the time he stands for the anthem every time. I was like, I grew up with you. No, you don't. You were no. usually smoking crack in the backyard and then coming in the house <laughs> did pretending you, like you're not high. Did you just reveal that your brother smoked crack in the backyard here on Terrestrial what? Radio? <laughs> you are reckless, what and I, I love it. <laughs> um, before we get to our Dolphins deep dive, um, I, I want to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars for a second because why through two games, you would think that the Jaguars are about to make wholesale changes to the roster and maybe just move the team to Austin, Texas, the way they're acting, the way Urban Meyer is acting. Uh, Urban last week had to go through questions about whether or not he was going to take the USC job, and he very unconvincingly mumbled his way through a response that included no, no, no chance, where he didn't make eye contact with anybody. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars social media department made a big um, edit of it in this big, grandiose font to tell Jaguars fans, Urban's in it for the long haul through one game. (laughs) And then yesterday, this was was Urban Meyer kicking off his his press conference. And, And just Urban, this is Urban Meyer kicking off his press conference after a week two loss. From myself, our staff, and our players, thanks for being there. Don't give up on us. Hang in there with us. We're going to get better. And the one thing about uh, Jacksonville and and, uh, the 904, um, go to sleep knowing there's not going to be any group work harder um, to get this thing flipped. There you go, Urban. Hang in there. There's not going to be a group that works harder. 904, stand up. It's it, it's two games, Herb. Like, this isn't the end of the world. You're in a rebuild. You're in a rebuild. At this rate, Urban's not going to make it. Uh, he He's just going to leave after five games. He's putting so much pressure on himself. But I loved the hang in there. It's like the, uh, the, the, the signs you see in a cubicle at a desk with the cat. The cat. Just <laughs> hanging, hanging from the pole. Hang in there, pal. Why didn't we Photoshop Urban's face on one of those cats and tweet it? I did see a Photoshop of that cat hanging from a pole on the side of the Jaguars uniform on the sleeve. 
That Why didn't you steal that and we could have taken credit we for it? We should have done That's that. That's how I do most of my work. But it's so, it's so like kitschy, like so, hang in there, guys. Thumbs up, sunshiny. And I was thinking... What's the most sunshiny music you can think of? And that's Enya. Of course it's Enya. Enya is the most positive, um, earthy, universal experience you can find. And I wanted to put some Enya underneath Urban Meyer and his his quote yesterday and see what it sounded like. You know? No, no, no. Oh, that's not it. But by the way, restaurant in question, you can call Stephanie Prince, general manager of uh, baby back, ESPN baby West Palm. Oh, that's not them. Hey, that's uh, the other one. Because we're just eating good in the neighborhood. Um, this is uh, this is Urban Meyer with, with Enya underneath. For myself, our staff, and our players, thanks for being there. Don't give up on us. Hang in there with us. We're going to get better. And the one thing about uh, Jacksonville and, and uh, the 904... Go to sleep knowing there's not going to be any group work harder uh, to get this thing flipped. You know what? I feel better. I, I If you're a Jaguars fan, you should feel better. Duval! But you know what that urban that urban post-game press conference sounded like? That part in particular, that speech that you can rest easy, you can go to sleep easy knowing that we're going to work hard for you. It sounded a little like this guy. And uh, I just want to say one thing um, to the fans and everybody in Gator Nation. Um, I'm sorry. Um, extremely sorry. You know, we were hoping for an undefeated season. That was my goal. Something Florida's never done here. But I promise you one thing. A lot of good will come out of this. You have never seen any player in the entire country play as hard as I will play the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. You never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season. What a me, you guys. never see a team play harder then we will the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. God bless. God bless. Urban was definitely channeling Tim Tebow's speech, right? Yeah, but he didn't have the same energy. You got to sound a little less depressed like you're already looking and, for jobs. And a little bit more like a 10-year-old. I bet you if we go on Urban's computer, his search history has footballscoop.com <laughs> on it. Where all, the, where all the college jobs get posted. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, he was trying to channel Tim Tebow. If there's one thing we do know, North Florida. Did you loves, say like a ten year old child? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, right, Urban knows North Florida loves crap like that. Oh, like yeah. they're gonna eat that eat up. up. Urban said I can sleep easy because they're gonna work hard. Well, well good night, Ocala. He really should have just been like, There's two things you can believe in. The Jaguars are gonna work hard and the red, white, and blue. Sleep tight, nine oh four. That would have gotten the job done. That's all you that's all they care about. That's it. In, in the nine oh four. <laughs> you working hard and the red, white, and blue. There's That's- two animals in this world who work hard. The Jaguar and the bald eagle. Sleep tight, <laughs> 904. <laughs> Second Amendment. Like that, that, that's, that's all you need, and then everybody's going to feel fine about it. Urban, just call us. We have your back, okay? You have a right to be mad because we believe in rights here in the 904. Damn Go right. Go guns. Damn. Go Jaguars. Go guns. Change Sleep the name tight. of the team to the guns. The Jacksonville Guns, and it's perfect. Then everybody's going to be happy for the rest of eternity. Uh, let's get into our Dolphins deep dive here uh, because that was as, as frustrating and as frustrated as I have been watching the Dolphins maybe since the 2009 season when they had all the expectations of going back to the playoffs and they never could really get it going. That 35 nothing loss was more than just losing 35 to nothing, which on its face is bad enough, to 
the favorite in the division that you thought you may have made up ground on based on some offseason signings and some drafting that you did. But it was the fact that the Dolphins showed flashes of uh, competence and then just absolutely did themselves in with drops and penalties and terrible offensive line play at critical moments and fumbles. It was bad. It was so frustrating, and they made so many mistakes that it finally compounded to a point where it was impossible to overcome in the second half. As soon as the Bills got the ball coming out of halftime and drove down the field and scored, and it was 21-0, that was it. But the Dolphins keeping it at 14-0, they should have put at least 10 points on the board going into halftime. And they couldn't do it because the Dolphins' receivers were horrendous. Devontae Parker should have had a touchdown going up against two defenders. Oh, Ken, that's a tough play. He was a full head above everybody else, and all he had to do was catch it and come down, bonk, right off of his hands and out of bounds. I mean, the execution from the Dolphins' offense yesterday, I'm trying to decide if that's because Tua was out or trying to decide if because the offensive line was so bad, or trying to decide if it's Chris Greer, who has not put the proper pieces together in that receiver room, or it's Brian Flores for how vastly underprepared they looked, or it's the fact that he has two offensive coordinators in the play calling yesterday. You think with two play uh, offensive coordinators, you'd eventually from one of them get play calling that made sense. And there was never any play calls at the pivotal moment yesterday that made any sense whatsoever. I think there's the problem. I didn't. Is that really a thing? They have two offensive coordinators. Yes. I'm sorry for sounding terribly dumb yes. with the Dolphins. They have two offensive coordinators. I mean, they don't have a quarterback who can only throw to half the field, but whatever. So you have two guys. Maybe not anymore. That's why you can't find the rhythm, though. Like you're not going to find a rhythm with two guys well, calling I, the plays. I think one is passing them. They're, they're, yeah, I get it. There is a chat. There. I understand that, but usually you have. It's to, not like you want to on the sideline. <laughs> Tua, take mine. No, Tua, mine. <laughs> No, what I'm saying is you want to get in the flow, but you also aren't going to not take the suggestions and not implement the other person's game plan. You need one coordinator. I used to tell my old offense coordinators, again, I'm comparing the pros to high school, but like, trust your gut. Don't even listen to me at times. Like you, When you have too many voices in your head, you'll never get in a rhythm as an offense. And if you're telling me they're scattered as it was, that the highlights I saw, it looked like they never got into a rhythm no, at all. There was that could be part of the problem is the game plan's don't necessarily mesh together. And this is where uh, we can we can say that Tua is limited and we can say that Tua is not the guy. But when Jacoby Brissett, Dwyer's own, took over, someone who's been there, a veteran presence, someone who looked poised, but when after that first read is not there and there's nobody else open and he's running for his life too, that's how you know that this might be a deep-seated problem. That there might be more than just, oh, Tua sucks. It might be a system issue. I'd be more worried about two in 16 games than his rag arm and his abilities right now. Where should Dolphins fans anger? 17 games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's 15 more games to go. This happened in week two. I'm trying to decide if this is um, a symptom of something bigger or if it's just a bad Sunday. I don't know, and that's what's driving me crazy. But where should Dolphins fans anger be directed at? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because honestly, I kept going to Chris Greer yesterday the general manager he has spent so much draft capital and then that capital cashing it in on offensive linemen and that's what we get yesterday especially Austin Jackson who I don't care if I ever see him play left tackle for the Dolphins again he he might as well just pack up and go Chris not, Greer not an easy position to replace right now Chris Greer whether it's Tua and his struggles 
or it's the state of the offensive line, or it's the fact that these wide receivers just aren't very good, there are problems here. There are major problems that should have been fixed that we shouldn't be talking about any longer at this point of Chris Greer's tenure as general manager. And so Dolphins fans love to go back to, oh, Tannenbaum sucked. Mike Tannenbaum sucked. By the way, you can hear uh, Mr. T with uh, Evan Cohen this week, uh, commercial-free 5 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. But Chris Greer's had more than enough time to build this roster in his vision. And you have had distance created this offseason between the Bills and the Dolphins, apparently. That's, that's horrible. And through two games, you're minus 34 in point differential. Have a feeling that might come into play once we hit week 16, week 17, week 18. That's hard to do. Be minus 34. One in one, and you're minus 34 in point differential through two weeks. I'm worried about you, Ken. Why? Because they're tied for first place. I know. But they're, look at you. But they're not going to be competing for first place. What are you going to do week 14? It, well, if it's more of what we saw yesterday, then I might just flat out have an aneurysm. That's what I'm worried about. I mean, at least me, I accept the fact the Jets, they're a game back. Their quarterback completed 70% of his passes. They're, they're in good shape. We got a chance. We're in the mix. You know what it's called when a Dolphins fan has an aneurysm? A fanurism. Where should Dolphins fans' anger be directed at? 888-760-3776. That doesn't even have anything to do with the Dolphins. 888-760-3776. Or, no, that's too cumbersome. You can tweet at us at uh, ESPN West Palm. Yeah, we'll come back and get your social media responses. If you're still there. (laughs) To that question. And we also will have our... State of Florida College Football Funhouse, and boy, is this one, is this one a doozy. Ken Levick alive, and we want to thank all the fine folks at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Uh, George, Mike, all the financing people, they are just the most solid human beings you're going to meet. All the people in the service department, get you in, get you out, get your car done right. That's the type of experience, the type of treatment you get at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Uh, my Kia K5 GT, sparkling blue, parked up on the inferno that is the sixth floor of our parking garage across the street here mm. at the Phillips Point Towers. By the way, thanks again to everybody at Phillips Point. Really appreciate that blazing sun parking spot up there. Uh, but... Uh, Back to Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport on Military Trail. It is is truly an experience that makes you want to come back. And a lot of car dealerships are going to say, ah, customer service, we do it for the customer, we do it for the customer. But you know, after just one conversation with one of the people in there, that it's all about the bottom line. They're going to try and push a car on you. They're going to try and sweet talk you into buying an automobile. And then you're going to have regret. You never, ever, ever want buyer's regret when it comes to a car. And you don't get that at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Why? Because you know, and they're going through it with you, why the financing is going to be the way it is, why they went out of their way for you, why they made sure it is in your comfort zone. You're not going to have buyer's remorse, any sort of buyer's regret when you go to Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. In fact, you're going to be thinking about the next time you need an automobile or someone mentions, hey, I need a car. Where should I go? And you tell them Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you're going to get a fantastic, fuel-efficient, safe Kia as well. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport on Military Trail in West Palm Beach. Check out their selection online at GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Where should Dolphins fans be directing their anger at today after that 35 nothing debacle loss to the Bills? And it's our Florida College Football Funhouse. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. 
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Hurricanes, what are you? Manny Diaz, is he going to remain employed? Mike Norvell, does he know what he's doing? Florida, that might be a really, maybe the best loss I've seen in college football. We're about to get to our Florida college football funhouse. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. 888-760-3776. Where should Dolphins fans be directing their anger? Also, what was the worst of NFL Sunday? I think it's Zach Wilson. At one point, he had four interceptions and four completions for the Jets in the loss to the Patriots. Paul Allen, Vikings broadcaster, calling a game-winning Vikings field goal good that was actually no good. The Dolphins' offense as a whole, yeah, it's all there. It is all, all there. Let's make sure that we tell you about EDS air conditioning because here's the thing about South Florida. We're about to have a fall cold front move through and it's going to come into Florida. I bought fire logs. You bought fire logs? Yeah. Why? Because the cold front's coming in. No, 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 but it's actually going to stop in Orlando. Oh, well. (laughs) You you jumped the gun. Maybe I'll go to Orlando. Yeah, you definitely jumped uh, jumped the gun. Uh, But that means it's going to remain 90-something degrees. It's going to be humid. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be awful. And if your air conditioning goes out because it's working so hard and it's so old, that's where EDS air conditioning comes in. Or if you're like me and you love a fireplace, you crank your AC so it's really cold and then warm yourself up by the fire. <laughs> that seems very counterproductive and very wasteful. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. They've been doing it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated. You can trust them. And they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They use the best equipment. They make sure that uh, you're not going to have to call them every single year. They also handle your plumbing issues as well. That's the great thing about EDS. They are versatile and they have the best trained staff in the industry their appointment schedules they're working around you they're not holding you hostage giving you a 12-hour window they're going to ask you what do you got going and let's see if we can work around you that's common business courtesy and it's why you you get a hold of eds air conditioning for all your ac needs that's eds air conditioning go to edsairconditioning.com uh, kevin in lake worth kevin you're up on ken levick alive hey kev how are we doing guys good buddy all right, so, yeah, I mean, right now with the Dolphins, I think you have to point it at Chris Greer. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at the draft picks. Uh, Tua, the jury's still out. He got knocked out of the game, so let, let's see what he looks like for the rest of the year. Austin Jackson, nothing. The, the rest of the young offensive linemen, I think Robert Hunt had a couple false starts. Mm-hmm. And he, it's, not, it's just not looking good on the offensive line. Uh, Noah Benogany was uh, inactive for the game. That's yeah. a first-round pick that's inactive. Right. Like, that's looking bust-like uh, already. Yeah, it's not looking good. And then, uh, and then you're looking at players we could have had. We still have no running game when we could have we drafted a Jonathan Taylor or, or a DeAndre Swift or a J.K. Mm-hmm. Dobbins instead of Noah Benogany. Um, and then, I mean, in that, in, in that Buffalo game in itself, 
Jalen Phillips is making no impact plays None. while Gregory Rousseau is is making plays left and right. Rousseau, Rousseau should have had five sacks yesterday. He was all over the place. And you're right, Jalen Phillips, if you want to compare Canes, just not there. And you know, Kevin, you've heard me talk about it enough. I am pro Tua. I defend Tua. But uh, I, 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 I did the wrong thing yesterday immediately after that game with Tua getting his ribs checked out watching Justin Herbert against the Cowboys. And that's a tough juxtaposition comparing those two yep. and what they're doing. But if we come back next week and we beat the Raiders, who look like one of one of the best teams, they, they're beating sure. the Steelers and sure. they're beating they're beating uh, the te- and the Ravens the first week. We're we're not worried about it. And I always tell this to people with Justin Herbert: you're you're looking at some of the throws that he makes and the stats that he has, but he has so many plays in the third and fourth quarter where you're just like. Those aren't winning plays. No, it's head scratching uh, for sure. And I, I mean, you brought it up earlier. I, I got to call you out on it. We can't do. Oh, the Dolphins have a thirty-four point differential when it's only two games, and one of those games was thirty-five to nothing. So I, I, I can't look at the point differential and be like, oh my well, god, I'm, I'm, I'm so worried. Here's more of my. Here's more of my point on that though. You're one and one, and that's fine. You can hang that W up there. But what is this team? Is it last week? Or is it the team that didn't show up yesterday? Because if you're one and one in your minus thirty-four in point differential, something's not adding up. There's no common denominator there. What are you more of? I don't know what this team is. And those are the types of things that are hard to make up ground on in case you're playing for home field advantage in week seventeen or week eighteen. That's the only reason I bring that up. That's why I think it's significant in a, in a way. Can you make this their time to make that up? Sure. Is it the end of the world? No. But does it raise some red flags? Yeah. All right. We have our production staff. They've been busy, and so we might as well unleash their work. It is time now for the Florida College Football Funhouse. It's a touchdown! It's a touchdown! 15-10-5, touchdown episode! 10-5 to the five is a touchdown. A Florida Atlantic score. Uh, uh, Nebraska score on the play. Ah, yes, it's the Florida College Football Funhouse. We do it every Monday, and what an eventful, eventful Saturday it was here in the state of Florida. You know what, Coquel? Let's start with the Miami Hurricanes and the increasingly embattled head coach, Manny Diaz, because that was really difficult to digest, and I'm starting to feel like now this is a Canes fan base that instead of being angry is starting to become apathetic. And I'd always, always, always take angry over apathetic. When you get to apathetic, that's where problems happen. That's where fans don't show up. And that's where there is a genuine lack of care. And you check out. That loss to Michigan State on Saturday, you fight and you claw and you have chances. And then your defense just gets gouged and dinged and you lose 38-17 to to a Michigan State program that in the course of two years on our new head coach and Mel Tucker has used the transfer portal from his conference, his own conference, and from around the nation to build that program back into something that's now 3-0. They're tough. Are they athletic? Maybe not the most, but they sure looked more athletic than Miami at times yesterday. And you hear the, oh, you bring Michigan State down into the heat. On that sun-filled sideline, there's the advantage. 
Michigan State wasn't tired. They got tougher as the game went on. Miami once again wilted down the stretch. Miami once again decided that it wasn't going to show up in a fourth quarter. Uh, There are major problems with this Hurricanes team, and it sort of feels like the program as well. Manny Diaz is in legitimate trouble. I don't think Miami has the financial resources to make a change now, but if it happens in the offseason, if it happens first week of December, would I be shocked? No. I I mean, they're, they're not... The caliber of team that can even win a Coastal. Two things are going to happen here, okay? They're going to flame out and Manny Diaz is going to get fired or they're going to finish with seven wins and this Canes fan base as a whole needs to start accepting something. You are never going to compete for a national championship again. I'm saying this as a, a, a pro Canes voice. Lower your expectations. The resources aren't there at Miami. The school at the highest levels doesn't care enough about it anymore. It is truly an academic institution. And as soon as you lower your expectations, Canes fans, your life is going to be a lot easier watching this team play football. This is a team that its best seasons are going to be getting to an ACC championship game. You've got to start getting out of your head that this is still a squad with national championship grandeur. It's not. And it hasn't been for quite some time. College football has passed it by. And accept it. It's fine. You can still enjoy. You can still give money. You can still support them as they work on their quest to get to the NFL. But the Miami Hurricanes are no longer a program that is going to compete for national championships. Stop thinking about it and stop driving yourself insane. Now let's head to Tallahassee. Actually, North Carolina. That's where they played. A lost to Wake Forest. And this was pretty listless. I don't know where to begin with Mike Norvell. I feel badly for him. But they were not competitive with a 35-14 loss to Wake Forest. And Mike Norvell, he's saying that, hey, I think this thing's going to turn around. I'm not talking years or weeks. I'm talking next week. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I I don't think so. You have quarterback problems, you have offensive line problems, you have defensive issues. Last week, we were worried about it, Coquel, that Jacksonville State lost. What was this going to do long-term to the psyche of this team? And it certainly seemed like Saturday we found our answer a little bit. Did anyone have a baby on the field postgame? There was no baby on the oh, field. I would have saved everything again. Yeah, I know. I Step know. Step up, players. Well, we should have uh, <laughs> have a baby on the field. So the next progression would be proposing marriage and then baby. Well, usually you propose because the baby's on the way. No? Is that what you did? Not how things work? No. Well, I mean, oh. I guess. But I, I don't know. I, I don't... If they want to have a... Why else do you propose? Shotgun wedding, they can do that. Is I, there another reason? <laughs> why else would you enter into matrimony? Uh, so, Florida State... And if your marriage isn't working, just have another kid. <laughs> That's the answer to everything. Uh-huh. Florida State, just so many questions. They almost do feel like Miami. You just don't know where you're going to get any production from. This feels like a lost year. Just like Miami. Feels like a lost year. But then that brings us to a team that I was overly impressed with, and that is Florida. The Gators, I thought were going to get slammed. I thought that Alabama was going to come in and steamroll them because they don't have a quarterback. Florida doesn't have a quarterback. I don't think that highly of Emory Jones. Gators fans, when we put up a poll last week, 96% of them wanted Anthony Richardson to start at quarterback. AR-15. But Emory Jones gets the start, and Emory Jones was dangerous. 
Emory Jones was making throws. He had a couple of decisions that might have been the difference between a win and a loss. But Emory Jones was good. But can he do a backflip? He can't. At least not that he has shown publicly on the field pre-game. But that was... That was the, and I know this isn't the standard for Florida because the standard still is national championship contender for the Gators. That is the most feel-good loss that you're ever going to have, though. Florida can absolutely go toe-to-toe with Georgia. Florida is going to give Georgia a game in Jacksonville. Georgia looks like the favorites in the SEC right now, but I have a restored confidence in what Florida can do this season after what I saw Saturday because they fought and they battled and they outplayed Alabama through vast stretches of winning time the second half. And you know who else was great? Kyrie Elam. They kept throwing his way for some reason. Benjamin product. And he kept dominating. He is the best corner in the SEC. He is a top 10 pick in the upcoming draft. I beat him in high school. You did beat him in high school, but you wouldn't beat him now. No. Not he was so much better even his senior year. I beat him his junior year. Kyrie Elam arguably was the best player on the field. He got so Saturday. that junior senior year, he's playing he started playing like he is now. That dog, yep. that fight, that little extra he has in him. Mm-hmm. That's when he grew up was that offseason. He is good. So Miami's lost. Florida State's lost. There's no identity for either of those teams. And there's two head coaches that right now that don't look like they really have a clue about how to turn this thing around. Like Manny Diaz after the game, Coquel, is asked about recruits. Do we have that? Wait, did we prepare something? Yes. Did we actually proactively put something together? I know we're late. We'll get out of here at some point. Sorry, Bart. Invoice me. This is Manny Diaz after the game. I'm curious what your message to recruits would be right now. Obviously, not not the kind of start you would have wanted or they would have wanted. What's your message to them? Well, first, you know, there's still a long way to go in this season. Um, And... We have recruited at a high level over the past two seasons, and and you know that's what we're trying to do is trying to stack uh, big time recruiting classes on top of one another. Um, you know this is a temporary situation we're in right now, and and these guys can be the answer. We had some great recruits in there today. Uh, saw a great atmosphere inside of our stadium. These guys can come be the solution. These guys can come help help this football program um, take that next step. So I, I, I think I think the recruiting is you know that's exactly what the message would be. Sorry, Manny, you've been there too long to still be given the you guys can come in and be the solution is your recruiting pitch. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. These are your guys. The guys playing now are your guys from the time you were defensive coordinator and then the time that you became head coach. These are your guys. You can't sit there and say you can come be the solution for guys that were part of those great recruiting classes that are now failing. Okay? Like, Manny, it doesn't work like that. That's a horrific message. And I just want to end on this note. Go FAU. Two and one. The only coach, FBS or NFL, that won in South Florida this weekend. Your favorite head coach in mine, Willie Taggart, with his outstanding quarterback, Nikosi Perry, throttling Fordham, 45 to 14, and on Air Force Saturday. Go Owls. At this rate, I'm going to have to start talking about FAU for an entire show. Because Miami, they don't know what's happening. The Dolphins, 15 more weeks of that yesterday. Gag me. Go Owls. And also go to the Palm Beach Kennel Club this Sunday for the card show. Myself and Jay Mart will be out there. PBKC is your entertainment destination with no limit poker, table games, super simulcasts, exceptional dining, and exciting events. Like the Sports Card and Memorabilia Show this Sunday and the last Sunday of every month. Catch all the big games, 500 TVs. Don't forget, they got the NFL ticket. 
So hang out with us, then watch the games on their 500 TVs. PBKennelClub.com and come join the fun at PBKC. Nick DiPaolo, September 23rd, kicks off their comedy tour. That's right, the hilarious Nick DiPaolo is coming to the paddock. Go to PBKennelClub.com. Come join the endless fun at PBKC. Hey, Neighborhood Bar and Grill, when you call our GM to work with us, tell him we need a second hour as well. He's Coquel, I'm Ken Levick, and we've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye, we're late. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, we fancy no! Like no! On a date no!